you're a toxic dumb You're full of shit, you're a cock monkey god junkie hypocrite I can't believe it, you're gonna explode If you don't relieve your pathological load You can talk the talk, go to church all day But that won't scrape the crusty chunks of bullshit away So brace yourself, sorry no lube As we see your fecal matter shooting through the glass tube Bunny Bunny I brought you food Oh, Bunny Well, MC made us food Organic potatoes <sighs> Bunny I thought your thing said you were in a white van. I've been looking around for a white van. <laughs> and you thought oh I was in a white God. van. Oh my God. I'm thinking, why is I she in a I white was. van? That would be so genius. It would be so, so creepy. So I'm so hungry. What okay, are you, why are you really? videoing? What are you, because, what are you doing? Um, this is my story. So that Can I eat this food? Yeah. Eat that food, Bunny. So, hi, Bunny. Hi, Bunny. Lord, I'm so hungry. I can't believe you brought me food. I'm not great. fucking ecstatic. Let's just eat the whole love stop. <laughs> this whole love stop episode. Okay. Not talk, but just eat with our mouths open. So one of my new favorite people to follow on Instagram is Roger Matthews. I think that's his last name. Okay. Matthews? Anyway, he's JWoww's um, husband. Who's J-Wow? J-Wow's on uh, Jersey Shore. Oh, right. And um, she's amazing, and you know I love all of them. I know. And um, <clears throat> her husband... I did a crossword puzzle the other day, and because of you, I knew that the answer was the situation. Yes. And the situation is so great, too. It's so watch... It's a watch? What? Sorry, I'm not good. I'm not ready for... Brenna, are you not, not awake yet? I'm so... Well... I'm so tired. I'm so awake, because I worked already, but... You I'm worked brain- already today? Yeah, oh, that's right. I'm brain dead. Um, so, uh, the situation is, um, he ha- apparently he had a drug problem when they were shooting before, which we didn't know about but while they were shooting. Uh, and it's been, I think, over 10 years since Jersey Shore has been on the air. So, they're back after 10 years. Their ratings are higher than ever. Highest rated show ever on MTV. Did you and, just say which we didn't know about, like you're part of the show? No, which, no, no, well, the show knew about it. We are the audience. Oh. We didn't know about it when he was shooting the show as the audience, but now we're watching him in recovery. Now he's sober, mm-hmm. and he's going through, you know, a, a lot of, uh, he's going through a big, what we like to call, ebb. This These potatoes are so good. Mm-hmm. Like one hundred percent in the middle of a story. I know, but so he um, thank MC MC made. Thank you, MC. I want whatever you're eating. Yeah, there's eggs and avocado. Okay. So anyway, uh, he also was going through a huge court thing um, in in regards to his taxes and is facing you know possible prison time like Martha Stewart and anyway, there's big ebbs and flows with every with every person and every walk of life with every level of fame with every right. you know human being always and so this guy Roger what does he post on Instagram no, I'm talking about situation right now oh. so it is an incredible thing to watch people ebb and flow um, when you know some people think that if you're successful you're always just in a flow and successful <laughs> to the outside world right, right? what they what looks to them like successful mm-hmm. um, and um, 
you know, a, another example of that, obviously, is Anthony Bourdain, who has such an incredible uh, dream job, uh-huh. right, when you're watching him. And then, you know, you find out he's in so much pain of that course. he had to take his own life. So you just never know what somebody's going through, and I think that people really... How about Robin Williams? People think, oh, he's exactly. so funny. Exactly. And I just finished listening to Steve Burton um, and Bradford Anderson's podcast, um, and they had uh, Mo on. They had Maurice Bernard on, and it was I the know who best. Steve Burton is. Who's the other person? He's a really hilarious, um, super successful um, comedy actor um, who sometimes does General Hospital. He's done... Uh, tons of Broadway. Wait, and didn't I work with him? I don't know if you did or not, Bradford Anderson, but he's done tons no, of Broadway. No, but I mean on General Hospital. <clears throat> I don't know if you worked with him in General Hospital, Benny, but I'm saying. But you would he have been, been in the scenes with us when I, I was the wedding planner? Thanks. You, I would hope that you would Whatever. remember him because he's genius. Is he young and played a quirky character on the show? He's, yes. Yeah. He's young, yes, and plays a really yeah. smart, techie. I remember. Like, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so we've done tons of Broadway mm-hmm. and um, tons of primetime sitcoms, and sometimes he um, comes in general hospitals, lucky enough to have him. So they have a podcast that's sponsored by fucking Disney. What? Who else is allowed to say fucking Disney? We're allowed to say fucking Disney because Disney. But they're not allowed to podcast. say. Fun- they're not allowed to mm-hmm. say fucking. They can't cuss on their podcast because they're sponsored by Disney. How gangster is that? Well, I wouldn't. It's actually. I wouldn't want to have to censor myself, but. Oh, you would if we were sponsored by Disney. No, I wouldn't. You'd be fine. No, yes, you would. I when would. you got the paycheck, you you'd be no. like, okay, I can say f the f word. I so. wouldn't. That wouldn't. That's not why I like doing this, Bunny. Oh, okay. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um. So, m- Ma- they Maurice. I haven't listened to part two yet, but part one of them interviewing Maurice on their podcast is the best interview I've ever heard in my life. Okay. How about that? That's a pretty crazy thing to say now. Well, I think I'm going to have to drink, have a drink of your tea too. It's not tea, it's water. Do you oh, still want it? Yeah, but yeah, just pull the top off because I don't want your kitties. So anyway, but your backwash you chance... is, your backwash is going to go back into it and I'm going to have your cooties. So I don't backwash. I don't backwash. What are you talking about? It's I physically impossible no, just, to not... Hmm. I'm a germaphobe. I'll drop it into my mouth. You're going to drop it from this big, wide, open thing mm-hmm. into your mouth without touching it? Okay. So, anyway, those are the new things on my radar. Jersey Shore Family Vacation is back on. It is so good. Yeah, but you didn't um, t- You didn't finish what you started. What I'm about to tell you my list Instagram. of things. Jersey Shore Family Vacation is back on MTV. Watch it. The season's over, but you can still you know, watch it on MTV. But what is this? And we don't have cable. We we just got Sling, because cable's a fucking rip off. Directv's a rip off. AT and T's a rip off. And Spectrum is a, the biggest rip off sh- of all. You're shouting. Sorry. So we now have canceled all of it, and we pay twenty five bucks for Sling TV, and you get everything. So anyway, on Sling TV, I just watched. Um, um, also, A and E last night is another one of my favorite shows. Uh, <clears throat> All my new favorite shows actually have been on A&E lately. So I've been obsessed with Leah Remini's uh, show on Scientology yep. and uh, MTV's um, uh, Jersey Shore Family Vacation. After 10 years, they're back on. JWoww is married to Roger Matthews. I believe his Instagram handle is at Roger 
Matthews and Jay because they're from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa. And, um, they, of course, I love all of them because they're such authentic, hilarious people, usually in Jersey, that, um, they say everything that's going on with them and they have no shame attached to it, which, uh, is hilarious and refreshing to Funny, me. you have, like, New York, New Jersey pride, like you're from there, even though you're from California. Yeah, but I've lived there since I was 20, uh-huh. so that might Still. explain it. Um, and, uh, so, well, we've talked about before, they're just direct people, which I enjoy, and they're usually yeah. very funny and loyal. No, so, anyway, why. he is hilarious. He's with his kids all the time, and he talks very frankly about uh, parenting and marriage, and he's hilarious to love him. So, those are uh, my new favorite people to follow, in addition, of course, to Gary V, who's changing my life. And then, you'll find this hilarious too, Bunny, Gary V um, is crossing generations. All the teenagers are listening and watching to him. Good. Listening and watching to him. Watching to him? I need to take a nap. Yeah. This is too much back-to-back work. So, uh, so yeah, Benny, since when are we listening to stuff and then teenagers are saying, hey, Vanessa, have you heard this from Gary Vee? And I go, yes, I have. You guys are listening to Gary Vee? And they'll say, yes. So everyone's listening to Gary Vee. And, um, that's awesome, buddy. Yeah. And you'll, I think you'll love this too, before we get into the subjects for this, uh, I don't get to talk before we get into the subjects. Yeah, you can, (laughs) but, but I will tell you this one last thing. And that is that his company, uh, his, his new shoe company and he, I just got a surprise, um, direct message from him saying, surprise Vanessa, I want to send you my new shoes from my new company. And I've been already been drooling over them. Wait, this is um, Gary V. Gary V. Yeah, he you has a go- shoe company. He has an everything company. What? So he uh, he's releasing these new shoes. You can go on and get them. You can pre-order them at K Swiss, um, and uh, so you can go on uh, to also his. Um, just go to his page because I don't have it in front of me because I'm never uh, organized before these shows. But um, that's your job, Bunny. So uh, his comp- his new shoe company, they're almost like a cool modern day uh, take on Shell Toe Adidas or Converse, which I happen to be wearing right now. And um, they're beautiful and they have different colored stripes on them. And his shoe company is called Clouds and Dirt. Come on. That's a great name. Clouds and Dirt. Is that the best name? I don't name? know what Shell Toe Adidas are. What does that mean? Shell to Adidas are the most famous pair of Adidas of all time. Run DMC, Beastie Boys, like all the old school rap guys have always worn them. I grew up with them um, in Indio where, not to give a shout out to gang members, but a lot of gang members but wore them. But what do they look like? How can you tell that they're uh, They're Shelto. Adidas uh, with the three stripes and they have a little white shell toe top. You've seen me wear them before. They basically look like that. But I don't but even know the what the famous words shell and toe together mean. What does that just mean? just looks like a little shell on the toe with stripes. Like a seashell? Mm-hmm. Oh. And then their regular white uh, short top Adidas. Hmm. Um Anyway, they're the most famous pair of Adidas of all. Like, if any, if if you see Pharrell or Jay Z or any of these guys or anyone in the fashion world, they'll be wearing shell toe Adidas with their, you know, tuxedo. Exactly. So, um, okay. So, what do you want to say before I tell you that? I want to say that I've been having the opposite 
life experience because of what I've been going through with moving and uh, selling things and unpacking and it's just been so brutal that I have not been on social media pretty much at all. Mm -hmm. I have been purely existing on confronting my lifelong addiction to clutter and too much stuff and um, that's so big and I've been it's huge and I've been forced to do it whereas other people might gradually gently kindly you know yeah. work on their thing and um, I've moved from a three bedroom three bathroom house with a two car garage and two big bonus rooms uh, which was mostly my stuff to um, a one-bedroom, one-bath place. And now I'm forced to... Because when you live in a big place that where you can hide your stuff, you don't have to confront it. Yeah. Now all of my belongings are in floor-to-ceiling boxes in my living room of my one-bedroom apartment. So I, my choices are just live like that right. or actually confront it. Yeah. And so my whole life has been about... Uh, selling things on OfferUp and Let Go and Nextdoor and all these apps and Craigslist. Selling things, throwing things away, recycling things. Yesterday I did something so exciting. I went to a place downtown in L.A. called The Last Bookstore because I was told by my friend Mary that that's the best place to go to sell your used books and the ones that they don't buy, you just donate them there. Wow, I love that. And so Jeff came with me because we're having, um, apparently we're ter terrible at breaking up. So he came with me and you guys have broken up and you still hang out every day. Yeah, we still sleep in the same place and hang out every day. Anyway. What is sleep so, in the same place? Is that code for something? Yeah. Got it. So, um, I brought three filled boxes of books and a bag of books there. And, of course, I couldn't do that without the help of you lending me your dolly and Jeff carrying the boxes. And we pushed them all from the parking space downtown to the last bookstore and I made forty dollars and I was so excited. First of all, again, forty dollars. Not to be such a Gary V whore, but Gary V would love that story. Oh my god, I made forty dollars. Forty dollars? That's crazy for, for, for old for books? books that I no longer need, want, or use. And I thanked That's them the by the way. That's the best thing I've ever heard. I said thank you to the books and thank you for you know what I got from them and or if I didn't read them, I just blessed them and and I know that they're going to go find other people who are going to appreciate them and like them and want them. So, you know, that that my whole life has been about this, but I do feel so grateful that the the silver lining with all of this trauma with being kicked out of the house where we were living and moving and and breaking up even is that the breakup has made us appreciate each other more and we're still not breaking up. Love and it. the move has forced me to deal with a lifelong issue that I've had, but who gets cash for dealing with their issue that they're gonna you know let go of and move on from it would be like here's five thousand dollars to stop drinking yeah exactly you know I mean? so basically also the bottom line is that cash gets so mad because he says all you do is say the bottom line is and at the end of the day stop saying that just I, say your point i told you that right. when i first met you at the yeah. end of the day at the end of the day stop saying so i'm gonna try to stop saying that but i just said it um so what you're saying is, which is one of my favorite things ever, and that is that what looks seemingly like a tragedy right. to us 
many times Huge. turns out to be the yep. best thing that's ever Sometimes happened. Sometimes you us. need to take a sledgehammer to what exists Love in order that to yes. Yeah, so so, so Love that it's, so much because all the really people exciting. going through horrible things. Yes, you know that possibly could cause them to try to look at it somehow differently and think. Yeah. Wow, if this hadn't have happened, then this and this wouldn't have happened. Like, or what can I learn from this? Right. Or what What am I benefiting from this that I wasn't really realizing before because I was so caught up in being upset about that something happened to me that I wasn't expecting or didn't want to happen. And after having cancer, mm-hmm. I'm now happier and healthier after that. So, you know, there's that. There's that. So that happened. Yeah. Um, and also, you know what it reminds me of? That expression... Uh, just when the caterpillar thought the world world was coming to an end, it became a butterfly. I mean, I love that. And it's also the, um, so there's this short, uh, Gary V. Did I tell you Gary V and I are getting married? I feel bad about his divorce from his wife, but it's just <laughs> stuff happens in life. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So Gary V and I are getting married and, um, the video that just started to go viral and get sent around between all the teenagers is this video that says... He says, you know who I feel sorry for? I feel sorry for these rich kids. I feel sorry for these rich kids who were handed everything by their parents who worked for these institutions that are all now failing, almost all of them. Mm. And they didn't teach these kids to hunt. They just gave to them. They just fed them. They didn't teach them to hunt. Didn't teach them to fish. He said, and you know, the kids who are, the kids who are going to be winning are the kids who haven't been raised spoiled or not even spoiled. I don't want to use that word because he doesn't use that word. Who, the kids who have just been raised uh, to be fed. Basically the kid who lives on the Upper East Side who's in private school is how he described it. And then the kid who uh, has to work for everything and scrounge and hustle and be creative and yeah. inventive. It's like one time someone said to me, what would your, what would, what would be your dream um, when Cassius grows up? And I said, my dream would be for him to be, if I had to, com- you know, compare someone who I think from the outside, I would like his life to be like is Anderson Cooper. So my joke was always for God to please send me an Anderson Cooper. And uh, he was raised by Gloria Vanderbilt, the G- Vanderbilt uh, Empire. And she didn't give him a penny. Love it. She didn't give him a penny, and look who Anderson Cooper worked his ass off to I know. I love that. And we don't know what would have happened if she would have handed him everything. And also, Bunny, even with all of your success, I remember, because, you know, we've been friends for how long? Yeah. That Cassius would say, how many chores do I have to do to get this little toy? Bunny, that's going to make me cry, because one of his friends just said to me, Vanessa, I just want you to know, I watched this video, and this is your son. Mm-hmm. One of Cassius's friends, first of all, who has friends that say things like that at yeah. 17 years old? And he said, this yeah. is your son. This is how you've raised Cassius. Yeah. He, he said he is the most humble, kind, appreciative, giving. I don't remember uh, exactly the words he used, but words like and that. And he understands the value yeah. of if you want that thing, you have to do things and to you're get right. that. I'd completely forgotten about that. But yeah. when he was little, I He'd would say, Mommy, say, how many chores do I have to do to get this? Yeah. He would like something in the store and pick it up, and he'd say, Mommy, how many chores is this? Yeah. So back then, obviously, it wasn't money that he was handling. Right. Like he's learning it to handle chores, his own money now. It but was he had chores. to do things. So I would look at it, and I would say, you know, about 50 cents a chore or a dollar a chore, depending. Uh-huh. Uh, which is still out of touch, by the way. And <laughs> yes. I would say that's about, you know, 12. Uh, so count that two times. That's about 24 chores. Mm-hmm. So he'd get on it. Yeah. Because he wanted it. Yes. So... 
I love that you brought that up because I had actually forgotten about that. And, that I did that and because really of little. that, even now with money, he knows that he has to save, mo- like make money, save money in oh, order yeah. to get something he wants. Yeah, he saves up to his own money to get stuff he wants. And he's and such an he asshole. He saves it up to get stuff for somebody else. It's oh, not even for him. Uh, uh, he does. I know. He what does a, what do an that. asshole. He is. Okay. What are the topics? So, um, the first topic is. Oh, I, you know, my new thing is I text it to myself, so I have to look under myself in my text scroll. The, the first, uh, well, you won't be surprised, because I'm so in love right now, I'm out of my head. Um, the first topic is hunt. Hunt? Mm-hmm. Huh. So, I screwed it up, though, because, because I... you already if, talked about yeah, the hunt. Yeah, if I would have said hunt first, sure. you would have thought maybe I was thinking about... Yeah, you're talking about, about hunting, like going yeah, out Yeah, that our neighbor is Elisa yeah. Silverstone, and she doesn't like that MC hunts. Right. Well, um, the first thing I thought of because of what we just talked about is, you know, the hunt. Like, if if the hunt is ever over, if you're never hungry Should for anything... Down, huh? Yeah. If you're never hungry for anything and you're not on a hunt, then why even hang around yeah. anymore? Yeah, I wonder You know what, what I mean? Like, for me, feel... it's like the hunt is... Um, you know, what's the next life the experience? Is the reason. What's the next lesson? Yeah. You know, it's the journey, it's not the destination. So, yeah. um, so I feel like, yeah, I'm on the hunt for the next creative project, the next life experience, the next place to travel to. You're also to. always on the hunt for the next challenge, so. Yes. Yeah. And the next phobia to confront, the next dysfunction to confront, uh-huh. the next. The next thing to work on? The next. Most people aren't thinking, right. what's the next thing I could work on about yeah. myself? Yeah. And the next astonishing thing to experience because. You know, my favorite Mary Oliver poem is Instructions for Living a Life. Pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. Love it. So, and Bunny, speaking of being on the hunt, I wasn't, I didn't even realize I was on the hunt for this, but um, do you ever encounter something that makes you feel both ecstatic but also? Uh, that reminds me of the thing that I said that I was going to do that I didn't do, and now this person is doing it. Like, do you ever have that experience where you have an idea know. for something and then you don't follow through yet? Yeah. And then someone else is following through. So there's Oh, this, yes. And so you see them yes. and you say, oh my, oh my God, gosh, that reminds, I have that yeah. idea. And I need to still do it my way. Yes. So there is this rabbi. I think she's a rabbi. I think her name's Nadia something. Anyway, she has a Facebook video that you wouldn't have seen because you're not on Facebook, but I'll try to send it to you. Okay. It's going viral. And she is... Is basically the the vulgar spiritual person where she says forgive assholes. So the topic of her oh you sent is, it to yeah. me. I love that it. woman is great. She's covered with tattoos. I loved it. And she says forgive assholes. I said to my sister and, who's very you know into uh, she's she is she very much appreciates religion. Right. Uh, Christianity. And what it reminds me of is back when I used to give a lot of metaphysical sermons at spiritual centers and new thought centers, mm. I would push the envelope and not completely go over the edge with vulgarity, but my, my dream was always to be the funny, vulgar minister uh, and call me, instead of that. Reverend Suzanne Huang, I'm irreverend Suzanne. And kind of like your grandfather, your great 
grandfather. Right? Yes, grandfather. because he was yeah. funny and he yes. was controversial. He didn't swear. And back then it was really revolutionary yes. that he was that way. Yeah. Although he didn't swear. But yeah. I really still want to come up, you know, create the funny vulgar church where you yeah. can just come and get lessons, but there, it's not precious with the language. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Find a different I, church. I love that. <laughs> I, would, I would like to watch a rabbi say go fuck yourself. Anyway, with yes. hunting, with traditional hunting of animals, it's not my thing. Um, but I did learn about, because I had so much judgment about it at first. I did but what learn, do you mean it's not your thing? You eat animals, right? Yes, but I mean, I'm not going to go do that. Right. And you'll I, let I used, someone else do I used it to so have, you can eat it. I used to have judgment. Just you'll shut up. Will you shut up for a second? All right, I apologize. So... I used to have judgment on people who did that. Until oh, you I sta- did? Of course. Oh, interesting. Until, until I learned about the fact that it's actually the people who hunt who have the most respect for nature and animals and yes. all of that. And I didn't realize any of that. And use every piece of the animal. Right. Who really respect Or like the hunting. Native Americans who would ha- have, you know, a ceremony and commune over the animal and yes. thank it. But one thing that I do is before I eat any food, and I don't eat uh, meat that often... Um, every once in a while, I have organic red meat because I can run slightly anemic. But, right, but you eat but chicken for my and health fish. Rest, no, I don't oh, you eat don't? chicken. You only eat beef, no. organic beef. Mostly. Organic beef once in a while, and maybe some seafood. Oh, and some seafood. What but, seafood? But do you I will eat? bless, uh, like wild caught salmon. Yeah. Um, okay. I will bless my food, and I will say, "This is what I do over my food." I say. Um, I transmute all the energy of this food into all positive, healthy energy. I infuse it with life force and love and raise it to the highest vibrational frequency possible. Everything my body needs goes easily in. Everything my body does not need goes easily out. I thank every piece of nature, every animal, and every human hand that contributed to this being here. And then I bless people who have no food today, and I'm grateful. And then I eat my food. I love that you bless people who have no food. The next uh, subject is hair. Do you not want to talk about hunt, or do you feel like you already talked about it? I already talked about it, I think. And people know that MC hunts. It's Mm -hmm. an incredibly emotional, spiritual experience Mm -hmm. for him. It connects him to his father and his brothers. Um, And it's also not something that you would participate in. You don't want um, to. I don't know. I might go with him this year. Okay. Um, But but up until uh, now, it's not been something. Yeah, I couldn't shoot an animal, but it's you know it is funny to me that I'll eat an animal, but I can't shoot an animal because I I guess he really made me think about that the most. And he he uses every single piece of the animal. He hasn't gone in a long time because he was in a bad accident, as a lot of people know, and Mm -hmm. he's been literally laid out for the last almost two or a little over two years. But um, he can't wait to get back to it, um, hopefully, at some point, because it is what bonds him to his father and his brothers. He's the youngest of four, like just like I am. Not funny? Mm-hmm. And so if, if you talk to MC about his father or his brothers, he will cry because he's so emotionally attached to them. And they go out into the wilderness and sit there. And they have... He has... I've never seen anyone who loves animals more than MC. He cuddles with them and spoons with them and takes steam showers with our animals and rescues them and brushes them and wipes their eyes and it's crazy and he's that way with the kids too and then people you know uh, on social media who have no backstory uh, will see him hunting out hunting from a couple of years ago with his data and right. say, you know, and, and write all this outrage. Well, they're outraged. But, they're outraged. But that's also because it's easy to lump that in with somebody who's just going to cut off an elephant's tail or ear and hold it up for a trophy and not have any other reason than to take sure. some endangered species sure. and if take its paw sure, and if you're put it up on the that, wall. Right. I mean, that's what yeah. a lot of these people who are outraged right away without right. knowing the backstory, they're angry about a lot of stuff and they're just looking for right. an Right, it's a scapegoat. It's like yeah, road rage. exactly. Yeah. So the second subject is, um, is, uh, hair. Hair. Okay. Um, 
because we're doing H's today. Yeah, so uh, I guess my hair, if I'm just thinking personally first, has been uh, something that I've been happy about and pleased with. I've always had a lot of it, although it is sort of common, I think especially during puberty, for uh, girls to be taught that however they are, they, it should be different. So meaning that I had straight hair, so I wanted curly hair. Oh, right. And, and curly haired girls would flat iron their hair to make it straight. Like right. no one would just accept their hair the way it was. Amazing. So for about a minute in high school, I thought it would be a good idea, Bunny, to get a perm. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Bunny. It was such a horrible, tragic mistake. So my mother did, did it. Picture it, of that? it was a home perm. Probably not. You're going to have to put that in your story. But I thought that because um, it turns out that my hair isn't typical Asian hair and that typical Asian hair is bone straight and even if you permed it, it the perm would fall out the next day yeah. well my hair is not like that yeah, so I've seen your hair way so I get the I get the perm you just let it go. and it is so tight I thought it was just going to be these loose like Jacqueline Smith in but even Charlie's Asian Angels afro Curls. I had I basically it but it was a really tight tiny Asian afro around it was it was a gook fro it was horrible and did you roller skate at that time I hated it bunny I wore um, a bandana around my head until it grew out. Why can't you just take and, the perm out? And no, there's no way. To no, and when it because the the chemicals are so harsh to make it permed. If you d if you use chemicals oh, to relax to it, the, your, your hair would fall. I see. But my hair would be when it was growing out. It would be totally straight for maybe four inches, and then super 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 curly. Yes, funny. it was so ugly, and I wasn't fooling anybody. No one was like, "Oh, that looks natural." Yeah, I mean, it was awful. Yeah, um, in high school, I don't know if that looks natural is what you even care about, right? You weren't trying to get any to think that you had naturally. Yeah, I wanted it to look like Jacqueline oh. Smith's wavy hair and Charlie's Angels. I thought, sure. I don't sure. know what that looks like, but I do know that everybody I know when we were kids had a perm at some point. Oh my God, did you? Yeah. Oh my God! And I'm going to pull up a picture for our story. Oh! I, had a, I had a perm at one point when I was really little that my one of my sisters gave me, I think, because they were both in beauty school. They both were hairdressers for a while, both my older sisters. And um, I have a picture of me with a bad perm when I'm really little with a Jordash. I'm just going to say that again because it's so Jordash genius. Jordash what? Jordash. With a Jordash sweatshirt. Oh. I thought you were going to say or jeans. Jordash. Well, no, or jean jacket. That would be more obvious, but no, Jordash sweatshirt. sweatshirt. Yeah. And Bunny, also regarding hair. So... Um, I always envied women who had really thick eyebrows and long eyelashes because, you know, that scene is part of what's beautiful because women, when they put makeup on, they're always putting in eyebrows oh, right. and eyelashes and, and, fake, eyelashes. and fake and, and mascara. Yeah. So Asian women, especially me, have about four eyelashes on each side and then they stick straight forward. They don't even curl up. So it doesn't even look like you have anything. So we have to put lots of mascara on and then use an eyelash curler and then fill in with individual lashes all where all the gaps are. Yeah. And so that's been sort of, you know, a bummer to me that I didn't ever have like thick eyebrows and long eyelashes. However, what I have very much appreciated is when it comes to unwanted body hair. Like I don't have hair under my arms or on my legs or on my arms. Wait, you don't have or... hair on your ass? What are you talking about? You don't have to... But I mean, the women who have to, you know, like are constantly shaving and waxing and you don't have to put hot wax on your ass no. and rip the hair out of your ass. And bunny, when I was in um, college freshman year, all these, all my roommates would put this, they would have white stuff that smelled like bleach on their upper Nair. lip. No, it was, no, it wasn't. Oh. It was called Jolen. It was bleach. So instead of taking the hair oh, off, they, they would bleach it. it. So instead of being dark, it would be blonde. Got but it. I want you to imagine 
pouring Clorox bleach in cream form directly under your nose and inhaling it for, I don't know, half an hour while the hair on your upper lip is getting bleached. It yeah. was just... I don't have to imagine that because I've done it. You, Not you bleached, did that? But, but wax. No, I'm talking about bleach. I mean, the, the smell of that oh. would make you pa- fucking pass out. Oh. Anyway, yeah. so I am grateful about that part of not having yeah. a lot of hair, but I wish I had, you know, I wish I Don't had knock hair. having hair on your ass because, as you know, I have the best ass on the planet. It's covered in hair, so that might ruin my great ass for some people. Well, you handle that right. You put wax on it. I'm just joking. I don't have hair on my ass. No, because you I'm waxed joking. it. I'm joking. You waxed just it. Just for all the idiots who may be listening, I do not have hair on my ass. But you also you have never have gotten a go... nose job, and you don't have cheek implants, and all these things <laughs> that people love to make up about you. No, no. And these are my tits, and this is my ass, but I do have something funny to say. What? So, I don't know if you remember one time I was on set, and a director who I won't say his name, even though we both know him and a lot of people know him... Um, I won't say his name because uh, I, I really believe that it was uh, it, it was a mistake because otherwise it would really be not not a good story. But I'm visiting back on General Hospital after I don't know like ten years of being off, maybe, and you know I get excited when I visit to see uh-huh. everybody. And so I run, and Ingo and I always have this thing where I always run and jump into his arms. Anyone who watched the show knows that I would run and jump into Ingo's arms and wrap my legs around him. Right? Oh, you're He's very your tall. character, not no, you. No, I would. Well, my character, I oh. started to, to incorporate it into my character, oh, too. Oh, because you but really Ingo did Ingo and that. I are really lovey-dovey, yeah, and yeah. he's super big, like MC, like six foot, I think, I know. Four or five. I met him at one of those events on the yes. East Coast, yeah. So anyway, I would run and jump into his arms, and he would hold me like a, you know, like a baby. Yeah. And um, people just loved how cute that was between our characters, and it actually came from something that we used to do in real life. He would always pick me up and carry me and throw me around and stuff. And so one day I run and jump into his arms, and he picks me up, and it was, I think, my first or second day back on set. And this director hadn't seen me in a very long time. He's a very, very long, long, he's been on General Hospital, directed there for a very long time. He walked over and he grabbed my ass. What? What? The only other time that's ever happened to me was uh, one time on Las Vegas. A producer grabbed my ass and I literally walked off set, quit my job. You know, I used to quit. I quit. I remember. That job, I was like, there four one, times. I was there one time. Thank God Gary Scott Thompson was there because he'd always like talk me out of quitting. Yeah. And so. I, I quit. I called my lawyer. And it's kind of funny, isn't it, Bunny? Because this was a long time ago, so it was pretty revolutionary back then to not just go, ha, 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 right. and let a big producer just, just grab like, your nope. ass. And I was like, nope. I'm surprised you didn't punch him in the face. I'm surprised I didn't, too. So, luckily, he didn't have any reason to countersue me if right. I were going to sue him back in the day. But I... And you know what? One of the reasons probably why I didn't punch him in the face, because Josh Demel used to always... Josh Demel used to always grab me off of people. Right. <laughs> He's also... <laughs> Huge. He'd grab me like by the back of my hair and pull me off of people when you were about to do something to them. Yes. Yeah. And again, I would incorporate that it. into Sam because Sam, my character on that show, was like ballsy and she would want to fist. And fight. he would pull you off. He would doing literally it to grab me by the back of my shirt. You know, I'm like a little gnat to him because he, Josh Mel is also he actually Big. is six foot. I think yeah. a little over six foot five. He'd grab me by the back of my my te- you know shirt, shirt and hold me while I was trying to fight people. <laughs> like you're a little insect. Yeah. Yeah. Because where I grew up, you fight people. Then I moved here and. Everyone here sues each other or talks shit behind each other back each right. other's back. Where I grew up, 
you fight people, right? So, so you learned not to fight at that yeah, moment. Yeah, I had to learn just, that. I'll just fight but you in court. But one of the reasons, it's funny you said that, that I realized I didn't, is because he grabbed my ass and kept walking. Oh, so he wasn't Kinda even like, there for, like, that was just fine. Well, I think, and later he explained it as that he used to see that Josh and I used to pat each other's butt and say, good game. Too that's bad. That's a football term yeah. that's a joke. Too bad. Well, Josh Duhamel and I have a completely different relationship. Yeah. You don't get to jump in on that. And I started it with him, by the way, where I'd yeah. smack his butt and go, good game. Uh-huh. And we just we know each other so like that's that. fine yeah no you don't yeah, go slap no. someone's ass who you don't have it like that with so and also josh and i slept together so we would i'm just kidding no we really did so uh no, I'm, I'm just joking um <coughs> so anyway josh and i trust each other and love each other and um and neither one of us are cheaters for the record so just figure that one out so anyway the producer walks by and he grabs my ass and keeps walking so it takes me a second to compute what has just happened right by the way a pat and good game as a joke is different than grab grab yeah. yes so anyway we worked that one out me and that uh producer and he, he did he not, apologize oh he was mortified, mortified yeah he he's kind of a sweet but socially awkward person and i am too and i did kind of get what he was saying he was kind of trying to fit in and he saw josh and i doing that so he was thinking ha, 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 it's the same reason ha. why people gossip bunny they want to feel part yeah, of something right. and it's really a disgusting that's thing that's right and it is the way some people connect some people connect with each other they think to connect with each other you have to talk about someone else and that's how you get connected to the person who's in front of you and, and bunny you know that i had a producer a producer on a show that i hosted who i haven't decided if i'm going to confront yet mm -hmm. um he smacked me hard on the ass when we wow. were all at a party uh, wow. with the other people on the show. And I walked up to this group of people and he did it. And, and his uh, justification was uh, they were all doing that to each other and it was just a joke. And then right then I walked up and I'm thinking... I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, what do you? I, I wasn't part of that. Your what the fuck are you? What are you talking explaining. about? So the director, when I was visiting General Hospital, he, I was hugging Ingo, and again, Ingo and I have it like that, mm -hmm. right? And it took us a while to get to that place, and right. then we became like family. And so Ingo has more leeway with me, obviously. So I'm hugging him with my legs wrapped around his waist and my arms wrapped around his neck. And, um, again, we're all incredibly faithful people and in relationships. It means nothing. Right. Nothing. There's no sexual undertone at all to right. that stuff for us. And uh, we're doing it in front of everybody. There's 30 right. people standing on set. It's not some hidden secret no. thing. No. Yeah. And so, again, another reason why I kind of believed this director's story is because it's in front of 30 people on right. set. We weren't in a... And he did it, right. wasn't walking, you know, in the back right. room and he did it secretly. So he... he he grabs my ass and then he automatically goes, ah, and takes his hand off because he thought, this is a callback to, uh, oh, he thought it was people fake. saying I have fake stuff. Right. On. So he uh, thought there was padding. He thought I was wearing padding. Of course. So he, he thought, thought he was grabbing was padding. padding. Yeah. So somebody had said to him, that's no that's way that's padding. her ass. She's wearing padding, which does exist. Right. And you do wear it when you're playing pregnant or something on a show. And some people he get implants. Was, yeah. Well, Exactly, Which is but, just frightening. but guess what? what? Well, I don't think that's frightening. I think you just do whatever makes you happy, but you still can't grab someone's ass. No. <laughs> Buddy. And also grabbing someone's you ass. You can't grab someone's he just that's their flesh. I don't he care just what they have inside. Sexualized something that was not at all sexual. So that's at, what was the problem. Yeah. So yes. he grabbed what he thought was my pads to 
You don't do that either, yeah. No, you really don't do that either. But he thought it was funny, like he was going to be grabbing a pad. And it was can you imagine pads. a woman going up to a guy, hearing that he pads his crotch, his crotch and just and just squeeze where uh-huh. his penis would be and be like, "Ha ha, funny joke." Yeah, that's how MC and I got together because I grabbed yeah, his right. crotch and it was no. down by his knee, no. and I went, "Ha ha," and then no. I went. Oh, no. that's real. That's not true. Okay, so do you want to know the Last third? topic. I actually have two more topics. Oh, we're going to do four topics mm-hmm. today? Okay. So uh, the third topic is hypocrisy. <laughs> Keep it short! <laughs> Keep it short, buddy! Oh, God. We don't have all fucking day! Oh, my God. I know you God. don't have much to say about hypocrisy, so should we move on? Um, oh, you have a few things to say. Okay. Well, it, it's quite possibly my least favorite thing me too. In the world. Me too. So um, that's why, you know, in my journey to work mm-hmm. on myself to be a better person, I absolutely strive to be impeccable with my word, which is one of uh, the four agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz's amazing book. Love that book. One of them is be impeccable with your word, which is the opposite of being a hypocrite. Being a hypocrite is you say one thing, and then you do the opposite. Well, don't you, or don't just, you, don't you feel like um, being a hypocrite is connected to projection? So you talk shit about what somebody's doing, but if you actually look at yourself, you do that shit. Right. That's right. hypocrisy. Yes. yes. And uh, I also... Sort of along with that, as a as a tiny bit of a tangent, are people who complain oh. about something but don't do anything about oh. it. Right? Don't complain about it. I can't do I, something about honestly, it. Honestly, that is but to, to up there too. To talk the talk but not walk the walk, mm-hmm. as you know, Bunny. Why are you videoing me or taking You're pictures of me? It. I don't want you to I do that. It. All right. Good. So. Um, you know, I wrote uh, a punk rock song. I yeah. took a songwriting class. I wrote a punk rock song called Rectal Release. About I a, love that song! About an ex-boyfriend of mine who was supposedly so spiritual and, you know, just talked the talk of spirituality and in relationship with me was the most horrific, narcissistic, no accountability, everything was my fault, nothing he, he ever did was wrong. It was the definition of hypocrisy. I'm yes. glad you brought him up. Yes. He was. And... And I had to pretend to like him for like 18 years. No. Well, it seemed like that. Two. Two. It seemed like eight. Two or eighteen. And then another thing is my ex, Eric Schwartz, who is a songwriter, put into one of his song lyrics something that I thought was hilarious because, mm-hmm. um, you know, like there are... There are... Uh, Wonderful people and assholes within every religion. Yeah. But it does seem like, in my experience, it's the Christians who are assholes who are sometimes the most vocal in in interacting with me, and then it makes me it very difficult for me when somebody is Christian to realize, oh, they could be a good person. So he came up with the line, I'm sick of your hypocristianity. <gasps> Instead of hypocrite, he goes, you and your hypocristianity. And what, I say, what? I unfortunately have have to agree with that, that I've experienced the same thing. And I believe if you are Christian and you hear this and you are outraged, you need to take a look at that. You need to take a look at that because if I, uh, people, I can listen to people say almost anything about Judaism or Buddhism, uh, being Mexism. I'm Mexism. (laughs) Hey, don't practice Mexism on me. I apologize. You're such a Mexist. Guys, I've been working uh, nonstop. So, uh, but it, 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 the thing is, if you are so secure in your faith, 
then you should be able to not take offense, not take it personal, which is another one of the four agreements. And, and also, how about just forgive but... everybody and have compassion for wherever they are? What, 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 what? I don't understand. I, in my Only in my personal experience, I have found people who are Christian to be the most judgmental, just in my experience. Right. Not saying that's how all Christian people are. In my experience, I've found them to be the most judgmental. And intolerant. And that's one of the biggest, and, the, and by the way, the biggest gossipers, and that is... Those are huge sins yes. if you follow the Bible. That's not a, that's no not matter in the which commandments. Testament it is. Yeah. So yeah. The, I do uh, I, I do love that line too. That's pretty hilarious. Also, you need to be able to laugh at yourself. So everybody have a sense the of humor. Funny. Remember down. when I first came out of the closet on Facebook? Somebody messaged me. You wouldn't have cancer if you accepted <gasps> Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Funny. Now there are so many things wrong I, with that. I can't. Yeah. So there you go. I can't. Do you have that person's? No, I I, no, I of course deleted. That was seven years what's ago. What's their address, Bunny? No. But it was a man, and what is his address? I know. And what's his cross what's street? What's his cross street? <laughs> what's his? Address? What's your cross street? What is your address and your cross oh street? God, I can't wait. I'm having so much fun writing down all the stuff that for your book. Yeah, that wonderful people have done in my life, and then all the for stuff for your book. That horrible fucking people have done. You better look out. What is your cross street? <laughs> 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 so do you want to know what the last Yes, what's the last topic? Is? Yes. Oh, by the way, I have to say this. So I just thought of a great idea. What? Um that um our new intro on Love Stop yes. should be um well, hold on. First of all, I'd like to thank Clouds and Dirt for being our sponsor. Should oh, we do a, should we do a little commercial? Yay, Clouds, Clouds and, dirt. and Dirt. Although I haven't even seen the shoes, but thank you. okay. You'll love them. Okay. Um, I'd like well, then to thank I- them for sponsoring us. You can go on uh, K-Swiss, I believe their uh, website, and you can pre-order them. Um, so I'm that must be posting when I get my. That pair. must mean that thank I'm. You, that must mean dirt. that I'm getting a free pair too. I'm so excited. Thank you in us. advance. Um, so uh, the uh, I think that our new intro should be your punk rock song. <gasps> Can Jeff, do that since you guys aren't broken up, really. Yeah, he's he'll always do it, even if we do break up someday. I know, I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, you want me to do rectal release for the beginning yes. of the next one? Okay. C- can that be our new yes. intro? Because well, I've been thinking I want a more personal intro. Like I think we should move to a more personal intro. Except but I didn't know what it was. But will that be appropriate for everyone? Why don't we just yeah. incorporate it into the one that talks a about punk hypocrisy? Rock song called rectal release. That you're singing. Will be. A, what are you talking about? That'll be okay. appropriate for everything we do for the rest of our lives. Except together, when Jeff personally puts, and professionally, when Jeff puts the music in the beginning and end, it's only like ten seconds. So do you only want ten seconds of rectal yes. release? Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll pick the perfect. Okay. You you guys will have fun picking the perfect. Okay. Spot well, the, the word intro. hypocrite is in the first verse, so it'll uh, be perfect. It, it's going to be, it, this is the next step in our life. Ready? The last uh, H subject is hand jobs. Oh, so for somebody who is as sexual as I am, I don't oh. seem to do the, I, that's not a big part of, you know, it's way more about making I mean, out blowjobs. and I'm talking about do, getting your nails done and your hands done. That's called a manicure. That's not called a hand job. We call it a hand job. In Who's Indio. we in India? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, 
we've decided that we our third subject always has to be something that's a little uh, provocative sounding or elicits uh, some sort of emotion in people when they're reading it. And in this case, it's the hand fourth job. It's the yeah. fourth topic. Yeah. Because you decided no, to go rogue. I don't rogue. really believe in hand jobs either. Um, the ha- kind of hand job you were talking about. Unless you're in love and you're married. And you use Bye. your own spit Shut on up. your hand. Shut up. Bye. I don't believe in hand jobs if you are just, you know, dating someone. I feel like a hand job is and what you have to resort to when you Because you're not all you have to do is just not do a hand job. What? Just, just, what just, you, what are you talking abstinence. About? That's the answer. Just don't do hand jobs. You think what? I think that that's the. The thing that you resort to when you're not allowed to do anything else for some reason. Oh, yeah. That, right? Because that's, that may be true, that's 100% huh? safe, in theory. Yeah. Do you know what concerns me? Regarding, Again, in India, we just... You know what concerns me regarding quote-unquote safe sex? Yeah. Is that people think that being safe means just don't have penis-vagina penetration. So they are having anal and oral sex because mm-hmm. you can't get pregnant from anal sex. Not thinking, oh my god, that's really risky behavior for STDs. And same yes. with oral sex. Too many people don't realize that you can get many different STDs from oral sex alone. So If you're not please. taking your entire family and shoving them in the car every six months to get tested, which by the way we just went, again, my whole entire family, and then people get say, tested. well, obviously you don't take your uh, two-year-old, and I say, yes, you do. No, I'm just kidding. Oh but you take your 16-year-olds. I don't care what Bunny. you think or Bunny. how Christian you are. Take your Bunny. 16-year-olds to get tested, Bunny. please. Yes. You need a nap. I know, I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Yes, Finally, another love stop for you. And a little... And maybe there'll be a little rectal release to close the show, be, too. I think to open and close to the open show. And close the show. I'm so excited for you guys that you get to listen to us. You're welcome. Unlock your home and save your soul. Rectal release, rectal release. You're a disgrace. Oh, what a waste. Rectal release, rectal release. I am not your master cleanse. This is where the story ends. So ask back, leave me in peace. Rectal release.